Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Night Falls. Come, settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, join me beside the fireside for another of my stories of my time here at the falls. I'd like to tell you about a dream I once had whilst sleeping on the beach by the lake. Though it's hard to be sure whether this can really be called a dream at all. This was the night where the magic decided to meet me at midnight, deep within myself, in order to teach me a lesson or two about the power that I could access there. Before we begin, Here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Generally, nightfalls afforded me the luxury of going to bed before I felt true exhaustion beginning to drag at my feet. But that day in the clearing had turned out a little differently. I'd been experimenting with magic that I thought I had a better handle on than perhaps I did. I'd cast a summoning spell that would draw magic out of the earth all across the clearing and in the mountain range beyond. But as it came flooding out of the pine forest, I soon realized that I had asked for too much, and my cup would soon be full. The magic flowed into my arms as I held them aloft. It sank into me until I could no longer hold any more of it between my arms, and there was nothing to do but let it flood back into the clearing. The power flowing from my fingertips caused quite the splash in Nightfall's sparkling lake. It warped the bank of the lake itself 
leaving a gaping hole in its side. It was the height of summer, when even the snow at the tips of the mountains had melted, and the water was tumbling over the falls and into the lake, heavier than ever. I knew I didn't have long until water began to spill into the clearing. I blamed myself and fretted too much to get a hold of my powers once more, and so began to restore the damage the old-fashioned way, with a shovel and the help of my friends. When I finally plugged the hole in the bank, I found myself overcome with exhaustion and defeated by the day, and so I set to sleeping beneath the stars and forgetting all about it. I drew a deep breath in, and right when I thought my lungs were full, I took a shorter, sharper in-breath and felt the extra air relieving the pressure in my chest and opening out my lungs before I sighed out in relief. I knew the stress that had crept into my body would begin to ebb away if only I were to keep breathing in and out, in and out. I let the cool evening air drift in through my nose and out through my mouth as my body began to wind down from the day. Life in the falls was teaching me that, just like a deep breath in and out, sometimes you have to let the happenings and hurts of life simply wash through you. There would always be things I couldn't control, even beside the falls, where I knew the song the birds would sing in the morning and which vegetables I would wake up to find torn from the allotment by Otto and his friends. As I drew another deep breath in and let my brow soften, I reminded myself that perhaps the joy in life was in quite how unpredictable it could be. No, maybe my attempt to harness a greater quantity of the Earth's magic hadn't been the immediate success I hoped it might be. It warmed my heart to know that in times of need, I could always rely on the friends I had made beside the falls. I learned that afternoon that magic simply doesn't respond to unkindness. It didn't bite back or make snide remarks. It was as though when I called out to it for assistance in my need, it hadn't even heard me, or rather hadn't been willing to. I made up my mind that evening to try to live just the same. After all, mirroring the magic in that way has served me time and time again. I like to think now that unkindness simply cannot touch me for I can barely even hear it. But that day I had been so busy being critical of easily made mistakes 
that the magic simply wasn't willing to flow through me. As I came to settle on the sands, I made my peace with the day as best I could, safe in the knowledge that though it was perhaps an uncomfortable one, I had learned a lesson indeed. Since the very first night I had laid my head against the soft sands of the beach, I'd find myself sleeping easier than ever before. That night, as I drew away from the day and sank into my slumber, something felt distinctly different. Where before I had always slipped easily into deep dreams, that night I thought I felt sleep itself reaching for my hand and taking hold of it. That night it felt as though I was being pulled under and led deeper and deeper into sleep than I had ever ventured before. For a time I was faintly aware of the way the night thickened beyond my body. But eventually, even that darkness drifted beyond my reach, and only my dreams accompanied me. My dreams were often similar. Their edges were soft, their meanings never entirely obscure, and Devani's face drifted through them often. She had been an old friend, an accomplice, and a soulmate in some of my dreams before. That night, my dreams were a little less comprehensible than I was used to. It was as though I had sunk even deeper into sleep, into my subconscious, than ever before, and was tapping into a part of myself I hardly recognized anymore. That night, my dreams felt cyclical, spinning down, 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 deeper into my past, wrapping me up warm and drawing me back through time, until I heard something that gave my thoughts reason enough to pause. I would have known the voice of the fall's magic anywhere, and that night I heard it clearer than ever resonating somewhere within me. I fixed my attention on it. I let it wrap around me. And just like the thousands of voices that carried on its breath, it carried me to its very source. When the dust finally settled, I found myself standing before a glassy lake, the shape I knew the magic of nightfalls to take sometimes stood across from me on the opposite bank. The magic's foot tap, 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 as if it was waiting with as much patience as it could muster for me to gather my wits before it addressed me. I recognized that lake, though in truth before that night, I don't think I had ever truly set foot on its beachy banks. 
it was the pool of calm I have on occasion made mention of. And though I had long imagined what it might be like to exist there, I'd never felt so grounded on its banks as I did that night, with the magic standing across the water from me. Jeffrey, the magic nodded curtly. How did you get in here? I asked, and I felt my chest begin to shake with laughter at how ludicrous it was to have spent weeks searching for the magic and seeking it out, only for it to show up in the one place I would never have even thought to look. I got the sense it was making a point about the importance of looking within, of searching oneself. I knew the magic better by then. I knew to look beyond the brash oddness of its behavior and fix my attention on the facts, on the things it could grant me proof of. For a force so all-knowing and ancient, the magic of nightfall seemed ever resistant to talk in terms of certainty. Its actions were always much surer and more considered, and there was a simplicity to that I'd come to rather appreciate. It was easy enough to do with all the chaos going on up there, the magic shrugged, waving its hand above its head as if making motion to my brain. Perhaps it's time we had a lesson in core magic, it went on. I have lent you far too much of my own power already, and your efforts to draw from the earth this afternoon, though rather impressive casting work, caused quite the stir. You've strength and generally speaking, stillness enough to reach into your own reserves nowadays. It feels a little different. It's heavier, perhaps, but just as malleable as the magic you're accustomed to working with. All there is to do is open yourself to it. I had thought I was quite an open person, and indeed, in my time at Nightfalls, I'd learned to be open with Devani, Anwen, and Lyra. Together they had taught me the value of leaning into my feelings, of honoring them. I would never forgo my emotions again, and I was grateful too for every time they had shown me that they would always be there to lean on when I needed them. I'd learned to be open with others, no doubt. But it wasn't until I had concluded my studies with the magic that night that I came to understand its meaning. That I came to know true openness. That night, the magic coaxed me into throwing open the doors to my past and urged me to embrace the parts of it I'd shut out. That night, it taught me where to find my own strength. When the magic bid me to wade into the lake between us, 
I did. I relished the feeling of the water across my skin, neither hot nor cold. The fresh water felt like the perfect remedy after a long day. I felt my heart settle, my doubt ease, and as the water soaked into my skin, life seemed to fall back into perspective. Perhaps the day had been testing, but a single afternoon couldn't make for any kind of reflection of my character. I am not the happenings of the day, or the stories I tell around the campfire. I am not the day-to-day tasks that keep life ticking along. That evening, I came to think of myself, and indeed of all the people I knew as forces, as gatherings of energy and effort, each pushing in their own direction and paving their way through the world. If anything, I could be rather proud of myself for having found a way to mend the bank of the lake so quickly, even when I couldn't call upon the magic and I had to resort to doing things the old-fashioned way. The magic of nightfalls sat lounging idly on the banks of the lake as I waded out to the very centre of it. The magic reminded me rather a lot of myself in that moment. Of all the evenings I'd spent lounging on a similar beach in nightfalls. When the magic urged me to go deeper, I did. Until my shoulders sank beneath the surface of the water. There was something rather relaxing about the gentle pressure of the water all around me pressing at my body from every angle, as if it were cradling me, just waiting to take my weight. I sunk my head beneath the surface of the water and felt the day washing away from me. As I plunged deeper and deeper, I found myself feeling calmer. My breath came easy, the magic of the falls protecting me, as it always had. The depths of the pool seemed endless that evening, and the deeper I swam, the calmer I began to feel. I dove into my reserve of peace, and when I finally touched my hands to the bottom of that inner pool... I ran my fingers through the heavy sand and silt on the bottom and felt it beginning to clear beneath my fingertips. Bit by bit, brush by brush, the tiles I'd spent so long counting as a child revealed themselves to me. As a boy... I had spent my summers roaming the rolling hills that hid my family's hotel from the rest of Scotland. I swam in the sparkling stream that ran through the valley and made paper boats to float on the surface of the water 
I whiled away hours trying to design a vessel that would float for longer than a count of thirty. When I had exhausted all sources of entertainment, and the heat of the summer sun had left me feeling well and truly exhausted, I would make my way home. On days where I had gotten caught up in my games, lost in the challenges I had set myself, or buried too deep in the depths of my imagination, I found myself breaking into a run on the way home, trying to get back before the sun deserted me and I had to explain why I stayed out after dark. On those evenings, I would slip back through the hotel's heavy front doors, willing them not to creak on their hinges. I hoped that no one noticed me creeping through the lobby after curfew, as the moon crept higher and higher in the deepening sky. When the day was firmly put to rest, and I had only a shelf of books I'd already read cover to cover to keep me company, I set to counting how many green and white square tiles covered the floor in the lobby of the hotel. As a pastime, counting the tiles tended to be a last resort, and one that never failed to send me straight to sleep. There were 452 green tiles and 450 white ones in the hotel lobby, if I recall correctly. And though I couldn't make out all of those tiles at the bottom of the lake, or make sense of how they ever came to be there, I felt them pulling my mind back through time. I felt the world unraveling around me, Water washed, steam rose, the sun set, and dawn broke backwards a thousand times over, until I found myself sitting on the bottom step of the staircase leading up to the hotel's first floor. I couldn't place the day that the magic of nightfalls had whisked me back to, for I had passed many summer mornings like this, befriending new guests at breakfast for them to leave at dawn the next day, playing games in the garden with children who couldn't stay longer than the end of the week. I came to my feet and wandered up the stairs. Eighty-two steps led me up to my bedroom on the third floor, and I counted each one. When I opened the door to the room I'd spent my summers in as a child, I found it was just the same as I had left it. A poster of Rangers starting lineup for the 1988 Scottish Football League Cup was still mounted on the wall in mint condition. I could vividly recall pulling it out of a program I found on the ground as I left the stadium that day. Above it, a scarf my grandmother had knitted me in the team colours was pinned. 
the rich blue drew me all the way back to my childhood, to the winter mornings when she would wrap it around me before sending me out to play in the snow. The bed was neatly made, a trick they had wasted no time in teaching us at boarding school, and buoyed with more emotion than I knew what to do with, I came to sit on it, in the perfect peace of that moment alone, I realized that it had been a long time since I'd let the past wash around me. I drew a deep breath in and out. And for the first time in years, truly let it in. I had kept the door closed on versions of myself I thought I'd outgrown, but sitting in my childhood bedroom, it was impossible not to notice how long lazy summers spent here had shaped me. I was still a Rangers fan. I still dreamed of adventure. It brought a smile to my face to realize that perhaps the trip around the world I'd taken as an adult hadn't been quite as spontaneous as I had led myself to believe. Red lines traced across the globe that stood upon the desk in the corner of the room, and I suddenly remembered long summer evenings spent plotting my course across it, an atlas in one hand and a pen in the other as I decided where I ought to head, and in what order. Though perhaps over the years I had forgotten those nights, the dream had to have settled somewhere deep in my subconscious, for it was not long after I had flown the nest that I set out on my travels. I had dreamed my first dreams in that bedroom. I had harbored my first crush there, I had been on the greatest adventures out on the hills and fallen in love with stories, making them up to pass the time and falling asleep to the tales that lined my bookshelf. The window at the far side of the room was cracked open. I realized with a start, and though initially my brain was happy to explain it away, I knew that it hadn't really been left open to air out the room, for I felt sure it had been closed when I entered the room, and I had made no effort to change that. I had to applaud the magic of nightfalls for jogging my memory and reminding me that I was dreaming. My lucidity intact, I thought I heard the magic trying to catch my attention on the breeze wafting into the room. Perhaps the friendships you formed here were fast burning, the magic whispered in the wind. But have you ever considered that here you learn to nourish your imagination and spend time with yourself? Here you learn to connect with people quickly in a way that takes most a lifetime to learn. 
Between these walls, you learn to extend love to yourself before asking others to. And in that, there is great strength and more power than you know. With the past laid out before me, I finally understood what the magic had meant earlier that evening when it asked me to open up. Open the door to the past, it coaxed once more. You do not have to walk through it, but always leave it propped open. Always invite in the lessons you have learned along life's path. Draw your power from within, from the depths of your being, from the moments that required you to show strength in life. There is strength and power bound up in every difficult day you have ever surmounted. Your magic lies not in the earth, or in the mountains, nor in the beings around you. Your power lies in the magic of you, in the lessons you have learned and the strength that has helped you move past every obstacle that has ever stood in your way. It has always been there for you to call upon. All you have to do is leave the door open. Nightfall's magic finished, and at once the breeze halted. The air grew unnaturally still around me, and just like that, the dreams that had felt so real began to unravel around me. Devani drifted into my thoughts once more, and I thought I felt her shifting closer to me. If I had opened my eyes, I knew I would have found her tucked into my arms as we lay sprawled out on the soft sands of the beach. But that night, I was content to draw deep breaths in and out. Her scent washed across my senses and lulled me back to sleep. And that time, as I drifted off, my heart felt steady in my chest. My breaths were long and lazy. My mind was calm. And I knew I was finally at peace.